It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, guys? Back with another Locked On Wizards episode. We have a very special guest with us today, Troy Halliburton. Reporter for the Wizards, also writes for the Washington City Paper. Thank you for joining us, Troy. How you feeling today? Man, I'm doing all right, man. I need I need that type of ear introduction everywhere I go, D, man. I appreciate that, my brother. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, my man. I think I want to thank you guys, first of all, for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Now, Ed, I know we got some questions for Troy, so let's get right into it. Yeah, man, I just want to thank you for coming on again. And uh, I just I wanted to ask you about the man of the hour, Denny Avdia. You know, we got is, Israel Nation watching, you know, so <laughs> they, they've been subscribing and watching the channel a lot this year. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on Denny and how he's played so far through the first 10 games. Uh, what are your thoughts on his development and uh, his potential? And if you had to make an NBA comparison for him or like, you know, kind of like a prospect profile for Denny, uh, who would you compare him to? I saw you made a couple comparisons, uh, <laughs> past, you know, uh, <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Isak Bonga. But uh, I just want to get your thoughts on Denny obvious performance so far. Yeah. So first of all, like, I, I, I received a, a lot of backlash for a tweet that I made last week where I said that uh, that Denny Avdia reminded me of Isak Bonga with hair gel, and so I got a, I got a, I guess I got a lot of people uh, in Wizards Twitter kind of upset about that, and I think that a lot of people like took that comment as me like kind of like disrespecting uh, Denny, but like I'm actually one of the biggest Isak Bonga stands, and so I, I thought that was a compliment. Like, and what I really meant by that was. That Denny is a he, he's really like he's proving himself to be a defensive first uh, uh, stopper 
who has a lot to uh, work on with his offensive game. And so when I look at like player comps, uh, historical comps, I think that a lot of people uh, thought that Denny would be, you know, more of a, a, a Tony coach, Danilo Gallinari, uh, you know, cre- shot creator, shot maker type. But he's more so looking like that, uh, that kind of Andre Karolinko, uh, Draymond Green, super duper light. But, you know, that type of version of a player who has um, good size and length is able to defend multiple positions. And uh, while he's not like where he would like to be or where Wizards fans would like him to be on the offensive end, I think that he does have uh, a, a skill set that would kind of bode well for, 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 for potential growth at, for him as a player. Oh, definitely. And what, um, what has really impressed you about his game and the first 10 games? And what's something that you really, really want him to work on? All right. So I've been impressed by his, um, his individual defense. And so I think that there, like, when, when you look at defense in the NBA, there's a big difference between being a good team defender and being a good on-ball defender. And I think that, um, you know, he, he has shown that he is an excellent uh, uh, on-ball defender at this point. You know, he, he's really stepped up and guarded guys like Kevin Durant, and we, all, we saw what he did to, to Giannis uh, yesterday. Um, the one thing that I would like for him to work on is just making layups. Like, I mean, they, they call them bunnies for a reason. And so, like, I, I need Denny to come out here, and if he goes to the rim, like, I need him to, you know, like, like I feel like with, with, with Rui in his rookie year, like, maybe, maybe he didn't stop letting that. Maybe he didn't start dunking on people. Like, maybe, like, maybe that's the answer. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, to get to the next question, who's a player that has stood out to you? And also, what's your favorite thing to watch so far with this team? Well, one of the players that has stood out to me is, um, I mean, I know he played on the Wizards last year, but I mean, how Neto, like, I, I thought that maybe even last year, maybe it might have been a fluke. You know, I, I have a lot of friends who are uh, Sixers fans, and they're like, man, yeah, don't believe the hype. Like, he's not that guy. But really, I mean, every time I watch him play on the court, he just shows me something new to his game. He just impresses me so so much with, number one, his basketball IQ, his underrated athleticism. Um, he's got nice touch around the basket. I mean, he's a scrappy player. I I, I mean, I love everything about him. I, I wish that Tommy could have locked him up for, you know, like a, a nice three or four deal at, at a good number. But – yeah, Howell Neto has really impressed me, um, even for a guy, like I said, who who we saw play uh, for the entire season last year. Yeah, that's, that's a good pick, Howell Neto. That's a really good pick. I think, especially for the contract he's on, I've had men. I mean, the guy's been a beast off the bench. He continues to just make plays, man, and he's very impressive. Like, I, I've, I'm ready to lock him up. You know, for a couple <laughs> years, for sure, maybe yep. more. I mean, he the things he's done off the bench, he continues underrated defensive wise for a lot of people that unlike us watch the Wizards every day. They may see how Neto and not know the defensive you know presence that he does bring. He's guarded guys like last year. He's guarded um, fours like LeBron, etc. At times because three guard lineups with Scott Brooks at the time. But I, I really enjoy Howell Neto's game. I mean, me personally, I would say, I would say, um, Harold Montrez. I think Montrez is just easily fan favorite, and that happened really fast. 
Montrez Harrell has just been a beast off the bench. Six man of the year so far, in my opinion. The energy he's bring, I mean, has brought to the to the team in general into the home arena. You've been to the games. I mean, how can you tell like when Montrez is on the court? I mean, well, you can tell that he gets a, almost a standing ovation every time he checks in. And anytime he starts doing something good, he goes to the free throw line. He gets MVP chance, like real, like it's 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 wild, like how he is connected so much with the uh, with the DC fan base. And so, yeah, I, like the thing, the reason why I didn't go with uh, Trez as my pick, as you know, because it's not really a surprise to me. Like I like mm-hmm. like knowing having I've been a fan of Montrez since he was at Louisville, and so like I mean, I've just always been impressed with you know how he's able to operate around the basket and finish at the rim. So, you know, we're talking about a guy who's only 6'7", 6'8", but he's got 26 dunks on the season. He's got just as many dunks as the rest of the Wizards team combined. He's got 26 dunks and the team has 26 dunks. But he knows how to finish around the basket. And so I'm not surprised at what he's doing because this is what he's done for the entirety of his career. Sands last year with the Lakers playing next to Anthony Davis and not really having, you know, the space to operate like he normally would. But right now, what the Wizards are doing with, with you know, with he and Spencer Dinwiddie and Bradley Bill, as far as uh, operating in that pick and roll and really kind of giving him free reign with that second unit to pre- pretty much have that offense running through him. Um, you know, I, I look, I'm, I'm impressed, but I'm not surprised because this is kind of what I expected. And so while I agree with you, I think that right now it would be a two-man race between Montrez Harrell and uh, Tyler Hero. For that six man of the year award, only ten games into the year, oh, yeah, of course. Definitely, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy because basketball reference they got the top ten list of the MVP. It's super super early, but Trez is like always on that list consistently mm-hmm. right now. I mean, when you got Ted Leonsis wearing your jersey, and um, Trez, he he just the way he plays it is just an example of DC. Like he he plays like a guy that you would see playing at Barry Farms or at a summer league in DC. He just has that kind of energy. He brings it out, but I, I love the way he plays. Um, but I do want to ask you about Wes, but um, we'll get to a quick word uh, from True Bill before we get into that. Yes, sir, we will. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download True Bill to take control of your subscriptions. True Bill is the, ne- is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over 100 million. Like Matthew B who says... In a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my Cyrus XM bill, and saved $840 a year on car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. And we also have a message from our friends over at Price Picks. You all know about them. All right, NBA fanatics, have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. 
PrizePix offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of our listeners that deposit and use our promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100. Just be sure to use promo code NBA. You can pick two to five players in an over slash under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Price picks allows mixed sports entries. For example, you can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. And once again, guys, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So go ahead, Ed. Yeah, before we get to Wes, I, I wanted to give Koo some love too about the surprise pick. I mean, he's not a surprise to a lot of people, but. He's been playing well. He's almost averaging a double-double, so shout-out to Kuz. He's, he's definitely a uh, most improved player candidate so far for the Washington Wizards. But I do want to get your take on Wes Unsell Jr. Um, what's the biggest difference that you've seen from Wes Unsell Jr. from the previous coaching regime um, that you like so far? And is there anything that you've gotten different vibes from him in, in press conferences? Have you been able to see any practices uh, from Wes Unsell Jr.? I know they said 80% defense and 20% offense in the beginning of the training camp, so – um, you know, what kind of vibes have you gotten from Wes? What 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 have you liked the most that you've seen from Wes Elmsell Jr. through the first 10 games compared to last year? Well, I mean, <clears throat> in a lot of ways, Wes Elmsell Jr. is he's a lot different than the previous head coach. Um, so I'll, I'll talk about you, you said uh, about like press conferences and stuff. Number one, mm-hmm. like last year, Scott Brooks is a great guy. I mean, you, you ask him questions, though, and he could talk for 10 minutes and not answer the question. And it's just like with whereas Wes Elmsell it's like he's very direct and like concise with you know how he responds to questions and and you know like like he's just very detailed oriented. So if you ask like he he just goes and he lists like if, everything that you ask he'll he'll list it out and explain to you why he did something or you know why he didn't do something. Like he he's just very detailed with like his answers, um, and I think that kind of shows and rolls over to how he coaches on the floor, and so. One of the things that I've noticed is that he is uh, a lot uh, quicker and better at making adjustments uh, to different things that happen in, in the game. And so I think that a lot of NBA coaches are very good at game planning. You know, everybody works hard. Everybody, you know, has the scouting report. Everybody does a good job of preparing their team before the game. But it's like, when, when what, what do you do when – you have to throw the game plan out the window and you have to make adjustments on the fly when, when, when there are other coaches who are just as smart as you or smarter and they're making adjustments. And so an example that I would give is uh, yesterday in the, in the Bucks game, uh, I know there's this clip uh, floating around where you see um, the Bucks go to a two, three zone. And so you immediately see they go to a two, three zone and you see Wes Unsell on the, on the sideline, He's coming up. He's making signals like he's a baseball, you know, umpire. He made a signal. He could brag. They run a play. You got two guys setting the screen, and it opened up the Red Sea for Bradley Bill to, uh, to score a play immediately. They, they The Bucks ran that 2-3 zone for like five plays, and they had to get out of it because Wes Unsell was able to make such a, an adjustment on the fly. 
And so I think that that's the biggest difference uh, when you look at what 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 Unsell brings to the table than what Scott Brooks did. Like you know, obviously he's focusing way more on the defensive end than Scott Brooks ever did in his five year tenure uh, as the Wizards head coach. But like I said, I, I think that his ability to make adjustments, no matter what it is, and so the Wizards have won in different ways so far this season. You know, they've won games where they the, the that Indiana Pacers game where they where it was like what in the one twenties. Uh, but then, you know, they've also held their last two opponents to under 100 points. So, you know, and they held the, well, the Raptors, I think they scored like 82 points on the opening game of the season. And so they, they've been able to show that they, they, they can win in different ways. And I think a lot of that has to go with, you know, what Wes Unshell's uh, attention to detail and his ability to adjust on the fly. Definitely, yeah. It's shown a lot of resiliency. We've, we've lost, you know, we got blown out by the Nets and we come back and win games, lost to the Raptors. Went on a two-game losing streak, and Wes has been able to find adjustments and make this team better. Um, but, yeah, you can go ahead, D. Just to get into Bradley Bill a little bit, because we can't go through this without talking about Brad, I wanted to ask you, how would you evaluate his performance through these first 10 games? What have you liked and what have you not liked? Also, do you think he could be a number one contender on a championship team? Um, I, Well, what have I I've liked so far? I think that – Brad is much more engaged at other aspects of the game that don't involve scoring. And so I think that he has uh, actual players around him who are capable of putting the ball in the basket. So that takes a little bit off of his workload. You know, I, I think what I've seen from Brad is, is the type of player that we've seen that we've come to know from Brad. He looks like an all-star player, you know, an, a, an all-star borderline all NBA type of player to me. And so the, one of the things that I would like to see him improve, I, you know, I've tweeted this out several times, and, I mean, it, it, it just keeps happening. Like the Wizards will be in a clutch situation at the end of the game, and Bradley Bill not only turns the ball over, but he falls down as he does it. Like, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand, like, how this keeps happening. But for me, like, if, if Brad wants to take that next step to become a really top-tier, top-10 you know, bona fide all NBA guy every single year, then he's got to figure out how to finish in the clutch a little bit better than what he has shown, you know, over the last couple of years since he's been, quote, unquote, the guy in D.C. Yeah, I mean, I got a tweet that was from back in, like, 2018 that said, I don't think there's a player that falls on the floor as much as Bradley Bill does. I mean, we've seen it for years now. Every time it's a late game, there's good moments. There's definitely good moments for sure. But, you know, he'll either just, like, try to do a spin or something and then fall on his butt and then the ball's loose and then other teams on the fast break on the opposite end down the court. It's very frustrating at times. And you've seen in the Bucks games he had the two late turnovers. But I definitely agree with you. You know, when you talk about James Harden, Damian Litterd, Kyrie Irving, et cetera, they, these guys all – in the clutch, hitting those shots, hitting those big shots consistently. Like, it's Dame time for a reason. Then when it's Bradley Bill, it's like you kind of nervous because you don't know what you're going to get. You may get a bucket, but you may get a turnover. And then it's like, all right, can we get a ball to Spence or can we run something because this is this is looking ugly right now. So I, I agree with you 100% on the fact that in order for Brad to take that next level, man, that clutch factor, is he, like I said, he's had his moments, but – a lot of the times when he got the ball late, you're a little uneasy because, you know, you never know what you're going to get. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you never like the, the the consistency just hasn't really been there. And like you said, those live ball turnovers, that's the worst when like the team's going the other way for a fast break. Like that's like that's the worst part about it. Like so, you know, but I I think that it's something that he's definitely trying to work on. Um I've been impressed like I said with like how he's kind of raised his overall game. And yes, his scoring has gone down. He's averaged 30 for the last two seasons and he's only averaging 24. Uh, this year, but you know, I, I think that he's he he's more balanced with uh, you know the things that he brings uh, on the basketball court. And oh, another thing that I would like to see Brad work on. I don't know what Space Jam uh, character that took his superpowers from him, but somehow Brad can't shoot the three ball anymore. I don't know what's going on with this. It's like it's like and even open threes. So I can understand if you know his three point percentage has gone down because. You know, he's dribbling and he's taking all these contested threes. Like, nah, we'll get a swing, 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 and it ends up on Brad wide open in the corner. And and some of these shots, I saw him hit the side of the backboard like like last week. It's just like it's just like almost somebody has like taken his powers as far as his uh three point shooting ability. So and, and and I've even looked at like different clips, like his form looks a little different as well. Like he doesn't he doesn't shoot the same way that he used to. And so while I love, you know, uh, uh, you know, big football running back Brad, who's able to, you know, split double teams and attack the rim, you know, I, I kind of want my, my my star player to be able to hit a shot from the outside. And, and that would definitely help him improve his clutch play, too. Yeah, we don't want him to blame the, the new Wilson basketball. But, yeah, he's, he's not the he's not the Brad shooting from the John Wall days. But um and we, we don't want to forget about the question, too. Do you believe that they can win a championship with Brad being the number one guy? Can they be a contender with Bradley Bill as your number one option? I mean, contender is relative. Um, um, could they pull off a Eastern Conference Finals run like the Hawks did last year if you get into the right matchup? Sure. With the Hawks contenders last year, I don't think anybody would say that the Hawks were, were legitimate championship contenders last year even though they played in the conference championship. Um, so do I think that Brad can do that? Yes. Um, do I think that, 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 that Brad is like that he could be the number one guy on a team that is a legitimate championship contender. I think that that remains to be seen, but as for right now, I would say no, but he, like, he's still young. He's 28 and he still has room in his game to grow. So it's not to say that, 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 that he can never reach to be that player. But right now, if I'm being realistic, no, he's not that player. But oh. like, yeah, like I said, that's relative. They like like there, there's a there's definitely a path that you can look at. I don't want to get too excited here, but why why can't the Wizards pull something like the Hawks did last year? <laughs> definitely is it's hard to do it. I mean, number one guys are Giannis, KD, LeBron. I mean, you gotta be in that echelon and in, in that that room with those guys. So yeah, it's, it's definitely not a knock on Brad. It's definitely, yeah. Jokic was the MVP last year, and he's not a guy who is a number one championship contender guy. Right. So, you know, like, this, that, that's, there's levels to this. Like. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely, yeah. But we do want to get to um, Rui. We got some important news today, uh, an update on him. But um, before we do get to Rui, uh, we'll get a word in from our sponsor. Yes, we do. We have a word from our friends over at Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need 
Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, the Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, but only $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto is also a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so Rui, we got some news uh, about Rui, and I just wanted to confirm with you because I know you um, definitely talk with, with people in the front office. You know, there's been some stories, you know, here and there that, you know, have come out in social media and whatnot. So um just wanted to get your take on Rui. What, what, have, what have you heard recently? And what's, uh, did you get an update today on Rui Hachimura? Yeah, well, I saw that Shams got out, out in front of it and he said that, you know, that, that, that Rui was expected to rejoin full team activities within the next two weeks. And so I think that that goes right on, like, with the timeline that, uh, like, that I reported last week. I had an article in the Washington City paper where I had a, a quote from um, Tommy Shepard who uh, had reached out um, and, and basically wanted it to be known that that any report that sh- that says that Rui is is had been missing from the facility and that nobody had seen him that that just simply wasn't true that you know that that, that they have uh, they had him on a schedule um, during individual workouts um, you know first of all the team was on the road for a part of that time period but Rui Rui comes into the facility. He had he had done stuff with some of some not only the Wizards training staff, their, their development guys who would stay behind while he was on the road. They had the Capital City Go-Go who was uh, working out at the facility and he was able to, you know, uh, do, do some individual work with some of those guys. Um, he, I think that when, when they were putting him on this plan to get back to game action, um, it, it's a it's a kind of a, a mind, body and soul type of thing. So they wanted to make sure that his mind was right and then also making sure that his body was right That You know, they don't want to just throw him out there, you know, with a uh, with a chance of going back and getting hurt. They wanted to make sure that he was all the way ready. And so, uh, you know, I think that this was all a part of their plan from the beginning. I don't think that 
um, there had been any setbacks in their plan. Um, and, and, and so Rui Hashimura, they're taking their time because, number one, I think that he's such a, an integral part of uh, what they would like to build with the future of this organization. And this is for on and off the court. And so I think that he bears a lot of responsibility um, uh, when, when it comes to some of the things that they were looking for him off of the court. And I think that that combined with his obligation to um, the, the, the Japanese national team probably caused him to become a little exhausted. Um, and so like, I, I don't think that I, that, that I think the number one, I think that people should have a lot more empathy and respect for for him as a person who is going through something uh, as far as like, you know, uh, being aware of his mental health and, you know, exhausted and and, and just and, and just trying to, uh, you know, grow as a person. I think, like, like I said, I think a lot more empathy was definitely deserved from, you know, anybody who had reports that trying to make it seem as though. That that, 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 that that there was something nefarious going on with with his absence from the team. And so I think that, like I said, uh, um, the, the Wizards have, as an organization have provided him with all of the resources to try to get him back to full strength mentally and physically. And I think that Rui Hashimura as a player um, has fulfilled all of his obligations as a as a player to 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 you know, keep the team uh, in the loop as far as what's going on with him. You know, there, there's no Ben Simmons stuff going on over here where, you know, the, the team doesn't know who he's seeing or what he's doing. I feel like everybody is in lockstep with what's going on with the Rui Hashimura situation. And so I think that it was very important for, you know, uh, uh, accurate reporting to come out and to let the people know, let the fan base know that, you know, that, that everything, that there is nothing abnormal going on with this situation and that Rui will be, you know, making his triumphant return to the court very soon. And uh, how do you see him fitting in with the rotation? Yeah, well, I think that there's an obvious uh, a spot right now. Uh, when, when you look at, you know, Davis Bertans really hasn't given the the Wizards everything that, you know, they, 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 they expected when they signed him to that you know, lofty contract extension uh, last year. And so uh, you're, you're looking at guys like, you know, Bertans with him being out right now. But, you know, I, I think that he can get minutes there at the four. I think that, you know, you could also slide Kuzma down to the three. Uh, you, you, I think you can play uh, Rui and Denny together as a, as a combination. All of the things that, that, that Denny cannot do, Rui's actually pretty good at, like, you know, getting the ball around the basket and, and, and being able to, you know, uh, finish plays, uh, uh, with, with his mid-range jumper. And so I think that, you know, when, when he comes back, that he will go back into the rotation. Um, you know, when, when you look at the the way that the minutes are being distributed right now, um, you know, you have guys like Kuzma and KCP, they're playing like 33 minutes a game, um, you know, and, and maybe like what's on. So he'll be able to, you know, bring, maybe bring some of those minutes down. Maybe they play 26, 27 minutes a game and you can get, really a nice uh, ro- rotation where he can play up to 25 minutes a game to start out. And so it, it really will just depend on how he looks on the court. But I just know that the Wizards are heavily invested in his growth as a player uh, or both on and off the court. So he will be in the rotation when he comes back. Like that, I feel confident about that. Yep. All right. So we got we got the facts from Troy. <laughs> Nothing, just the facts, Jack. Like we, 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 we want to be accurate with, uh, with our reporting and, and, and just, you know, giving the people what, what it is they want. But 
Like it's got to be within the confines of of what's actually going on. And so, and like I said, I think nobody. This isn't TMZ. We're not trying to be salacious. And 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 you know, we have to respect like Rui's, uh, you know, whatever it is that's going on with him. Like I think that there was a little bit of a lack of empathy being shown when you try to make it seem like that 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 he what hasn't been around or or that or, or that, that his teammates are wondering about him you know I, I just don't think that that was the mood from uh from 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 the team and that's from multiple people and it's not just from you know Tommy Shepard that's from you know the the I, I talked to the guys who 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 you know rebound from in the training sessions you know I talked to you know uh, uh coaches on the go-go staff or I talked to team security like you know and, and it, Every there's a there, when you when you when when you report stuff like you don't just talk to one person and throw stuff out there, you know you you have to you know get an all encompassing uh, uh, story and then you put together the picture and then you just report what it is that you're hearing accurately. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, no, we're getting a little late here, so I'm gonna go to ask you one more question, then we can get to some keys to victory and a bold prediction for the Cavaliers game. Uh, just this last question for you. Has your win predictions for the Wizards changed after these first 10 games? Where do you see them stacking up in the Eastern Conference? And you, Do you think they're the real deal right now? Yeah, I think they are the real deal. My win prediction was uh, 45 coming into the season. And so all I know is that I kept tweeting it out. I tried to give people free money. The, the line, uh, Vegas had them at 33 and a half for the win uh, total. And I, I just, to me, it looked like free money to take the over because every mm-hmm. projection I saw saw the Wizards winning about forty games. So if the number, if the number, literally the the five thirty eight, the you know ESPN, uh, basketball, all these different projections had them winning forty games, and the line was only thirty three. So maybe I don't know. They Vegas knew something that we didn't, but I slammed that over. And um, yeah, I think I think the Wizards will probably be in contention for. The one of those four to six seeds and avoid the play in. So that that's that that that's my uh projection right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, that's I good. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, dude. and I and I seen um you tweeting over there with Kendrick Perkins. I know you want the Wizards to get some more attention. You know, I know <laughs> Kendrick Perkins did tweet had a tweet out about the Wizards um and how they had multiple starters out I me mean, with um double digit points and that's agenda free basketball. I don't know if the Wizards do start getting some more media attention, man. Yeah, I mean, last for the last two weeks, I think that you know I've seen a lot of a lot of stuff. I listen to a lot of basketball media, a lot of podcasts. The only thing I kept hearing about is the the the, the Hornets and the Bulls, and I realized you know there's obviously a common denominator there. You got two ball brothers on on both of those squads, so maybe the Wizards need to go ahead and sign uh, Leangelo to the Capital City Go Go, and they could get some uh, media coverage too. But you know what? I, honestly, I, I I said that in just just because you know the Wizards really don't get the proper attention they deserve. But maybe that's a good thing for this team and this group of guys to you know continue to fly under the radar uh, for a little while longer because we don't seem to do too well with expectations around here. Yeah, that, that is true. I mean, I know Trez said you know the Wizards always get overlooked for a reason. We're starting to win games. We're starting to get some props. You know, big perk give us a, giving us some props. But before you leave, um, we just want to get your uh, keys to victory against the Cavaliers on Wednesday night and some bold predictions for the game if you have any. Uh, key to victory. Um, keys to victory. I would say the one thing, Daniel Gafford 
has to he's got to be big tomorrow. And so when you're going up against Jared Allen and you they also have Evan Mobley, like Gafford's gonna have to be when I say big, like playing though, he's gonna have to be like in the paint with his hands up, using that vertical. He's gonna have to be a big man tomorrow. And so I, I think that if he can, you know, um, you know, uh, try try to protect the paint and and you know try to try to at least battle out, if not outplay, but at least battle Jared Allen to a draw, you know, on the court. I think that you know that will give. He's got to stay out of foul trouble, um, and but I think that that that's one key to victory. Um, and then also, I think uh, they, they they've got to try to get uh, KCP and Kuzma while while they've been playing great as far as uh, on the defensive end. Man, we got to start getting these guys going with their three point shots. Like and and I think that Spencer Dinwiddie, I think he's done a great job of protecting the basketball. Um, you know, which is something that they Wizards didn't have last year uh, from their point guard play. But I want I want to see Spencer, you know, kind of show a little bit more as far as his uh, uh, playmaking and shot creation for others. Let's get let's start getting some of our uh, three point shooters, some more open looks, and maybe that'll help our team percentage go up. Definitely, definitely. And um, did you have a bold prediction for the game? I know not bold. I mean, like, like I said, once the once the Wizards are seven and three, I think they're gonna come out here and win. Uh, it's it's not really getting bold. They need to come out here. They just need to build a baseline level of consistency. But I guess look, I do have a bold, but not so much on the game. I think mm-hmm. Brad will get his first. Uh, has he scored forty yet this season? Uh, no, but Brad, Brad Brad will get his season high tomorrow. He'll get right. forty. Okay. I don't want him to get 40 because we always lose when he get 40. But now, if we look at 40 and win. That's yeah, going to be that's that's the best okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to end it off there, guys. Everyone, i like to thank you once again for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now I would like for you guys to make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. He hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available on all platforms once again i want to give you big thank you for troy halliburton i know he was a little lengthy today thank you for sticking with us he gave us some great answers i appreciate your time man i appreciate you guys ed and my brother d thank you guys for having me uh i love to see uh, the brothers out here shining on the locked on wizards podcast man you keep doing your thing keep building it and hopefully i'll be able to see you all down at capital one arena soon for a game yes sir, yes, sir. all right appreciate it hell to the wizards Yep. <laughs> hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.